Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcast Network. For more episodes like this, go to breelnetwork.com. Enjoy the show. So yeah, they put the dog to sleep for no damn good reason. And I was really mad about that. So now I'm stuck with this turtle. So there's this Facebook group that I was always giving people shit for being like, oh, take my cat that I don't want anymore. So now I'm going to go on there with this turtle and be like, hey, I need to find a home for this turtle. That's last resort. That's like I'm asking people I know, and if nobody wants to take the turtle, then that's it. If anybody listening wants a pet turtle, I need to find a home for, for Marley, our our guest. Well, like, you were talking about how your cat escaped from your house. Mm-hmm. I, I almost had that incident earlier, uh, actually, t- uh, yesterday. Uh, one of the cats that we traded my grandmother for, it was not my lovely Toby. It was another cat, Tabitha, who's another great cat, a little bit older. Uh, she apparently had a tendency to run out of my grandmother's old house and hide in the bushes and would come back every now and then. Uh well, I was bringing stuff into the house and I opened the screen door and that cat was sitting there and she never sits there because the dogs are running around and she's afraid of the dogs and she won't do it. Why put the dogs away? And I opened the door and that cat is real quick standing in front of the door, steps out. Let me tell you, if I did not fucking throw that cat in the house, I grabbed that cat and I fucking tossed her and I was like, if you want to run away, I ain't looking for you, but I'm also not dealing with this bullshit. I, th- I fucking threw that cat. And you know what? She's fine. Don't worry about it. She's fine. One time, and this is after my cat Ruby had run away for a week, <clears throat> I was out in my Florida room, and we have a sliding glass door, screen door, and I was grilling, and I had the grill out, and I was walking back and forth to the grill, and I had my hands full plate of meat, and I opened the screen door to get out, and I didn't close it behind me. I went to the grill. I threw the burgers and brats and hot dogs on. Came back around with an empty plate. There's Ruby sitting at the edge of the door with the door completely open. Wilderness in front of her. And she's just sitting there like she would be with the door closed, looking at it. And I'm like, so you ran away once and you realized that it ain't so, it's a tough world out there. So now you're not going to run away anymore. I've had my, my Molly, my, my, my personal cat that's my cat. Um, she, she ran out of the back door once and I didn't know because our back door was broken for a long time. So there was like a gap in there so she could squeeze out. She went out of the back door. I took the dogs out. We have a fenced in like back backyard area for the dogs to go out and, uh, do what they're doing. And I take it a shit. Um, and I went out there to get the dogs. I brought them in. I heard this noise. And I thought it was inside the house meowing. And I looked inside. There's no cat. And I looked outside and they're just meowing like meow, meow, meow. I looked down. There's a um, retaining wall that's right next to our. We have two garages, one that's connected to our house, one that's not. There's a retaining wall right there in the garage. I see my my cat sitting there looking up at a me- meowing. I sprint down there and I grab this cat afraid she was going to run away. Nope. She was just waiting for me to come get her. I was like, are you fucking serious? So every time she's always curious about going outside, I, I fucking nu- I nudge the cat. With my, I don't kick the cat, but I nudge it with my foot. Like, get away from here. Like, you ain't going outside. I ain't dealing with that shit. Yeah. Did it's- I tell you I uh, did my speech this week in my uh, speech class uh, about the ASPCA? 
Yeah. Yeah, I did that. We had to, we had to do a speech in my intro to public speaking class, and for this one, we had to pick a charity that you know we want to talk about the persuasive speech that you know kind of like one of those speeches where you get try to get people to donate to your charity and get get on your the side of your charity kind of thing. Well. I was really hoping that he usually splits it in half. There's like eight people in the class. He usually splits it in half. Like you have to go this day. You have to go that day. I was really hoping I'd be in the second half because I had my speech finished. My presentation was done. All that other BS. Like it's kind of like a PowerPoint presentation. It was all done. I just wanted like an extra few days so that I could make sure that I knew what I was talking about because he makes us use note cards but on the note cards, we can only have like one or two word phrases that remind us of what we need to talk about. And there's a lot of shit because these are like seven minute speeches that I have to put up. Go figure. He picks randomly and he says, all right, today's speaker is going to be so-and-so, Adam, so-and-so, so-and-so. And I look at him like every fucking time, every time. There's one time I went the second day and that's when i asked him if i can go the second day because i had no sleep and i was exhausted and tired so every time this dude makes me go on the first day for whatever well, reason because you asked him to go the second day once have other people <clears throat> asked i don't know yeah see dude now dude's a reasonable you guy fucking asked but him, before so that he first every other time now. but before that he still made me go first it didn't <clears throat> matter like before that he was still making me do it i don't i don't get it but you know, I did my speech. It was on the ASPCA, and every other person did speeches about. Like one person did, um, um, b- b- Make Wish Foundation. Okay. The other person did a speech about like the ocean, the environment, and things like that, and you know, keeping the ocean clean. The other person did the speech on some children's fund or some shit like that. I was the only person so far in our class. Some children's, some fucking bullshit. Well, here's what I here. This is what I'm leaning to. I'm the only person that did or did a speech on a charity that had to do with animals. Everyone else did like the environment or people. Not one person has done about animals so far. And I was like, I got you fucking bitches with this. I had a fucking sad puppy as like the main part of my fucking have, like PowerPoint. Sarah McLaughlin angel. Thing. I thought about <laughs> it. I thought about it. I honestly thought about putting that shit up there because. One person asked uh, him, in our speech, is there any way we could play like a short video that has to do with our speech and we're going to talk about it and stuff like that? He's like, I guess it's okay. And I thought about it. I was like, I'm going to put, I'm going to play it in the arms of an angel. I'm going to fucking play that song. <laughs> I didn't because I, I just didn't do it. But like, I had just fucking sad puppies and sad dogs and everything like that. I'm like, I'm going to get these bitches. <laughs> I'm going to get them so hard. And I was talking about, like, animal cruelty and, like, dog fighting rings and stuff like that. Like, everybody else was talking about, like, look, you guys can, you know, really help out these people, you know? You know, you guys, like, it's really good, you know, this is what they do and stuff like that. I was like, have you ever seen a dog in a dog fighting ring? Have you ever se- I, I told a story about this South, South Carolina woman who strangled her nephew's dog, hung it, hung it, like, on a rope, killed it, and then burned the body. All because this dog chewed on her Bible. And she thought it was a devil dog. And she thought she was saving the neighborhood by doing this. I was telling fucking... St- I was like, this is going on. Like, blah, this. The fucking ASPCA helped with, like, the second largest dog fighting ring. And I was showing pictures, like... Like, I didn't show, like, graphic pictures. But I was like, this is, like, scars and wounds. Like, look at this shit. You guys need to understand this shit. I was basically doing, like, kind of that bullshit. Like, I was like... I was like, you feel guilty. Feel guilty for being human. 
So did you nail it? Did you knock it out the park? Or Dude, I fucking nailed it. I don't know what grade I got, but if I get a bad grade, I'm gonna be pissed off because I was I was like kind of the only speech where everybody was discussing things afterwards, like about like their pets and things like that and everything. And I was sitting down. I was like, the other person's up there getting her presentation ready, and they're still discussing like, oh, you know, when I get home, my dog like he spins around in circles stuff like that, and I'm looking at her like, I fucking got you, bitch. Yeah. I got you. You know, everybody loves animals. I That's do. why I did it. Everybody loves animals. It's I just, did it for the grade. It's, uh, I read somewhere, and I don't know how true it is because, you know, it's internet information, but I think some of those ones that are, like, helping children and, and those, those charities are probably more important than, like, ASPCA because, I mean, I love animals, Adam. I love animals, but they're fucking animals. I feel like people are more prone to donate money to like the ASPCA or the Humane Society than to help a a starving cat than a starving child. And I don't agree with that. I mean, I'd love to do both. Let's not have anything starving, but I would help a a kid before I would help a pet. Well, you'll be happy. I kind of used you as... Loosely as an example of certain things, the way we have to do our speeches is, or this particular speech, we had to use something called Monroe's Sequence, which is basically like, originally we were doing like, you have to do intro, main point one, main point two, main point three, then conclusion. This one is like, attention, uh, need, visualization, satisfaction, and uh, action, which is like, you know, what, bring attention to the problem, the need for the problem, the... How can we satisfy the problem? You know, that, that kind of bullshit. <clears throat> and part of that, when I was reading in our textbook, was you have to, part of being a good speechwriter is you have to anticipate what the audience is going to ask. Like, anticipate a question the audience can ask and then answer it for them. And I use that as an example. For example, um, I said, like, at the end of, like, some of my big stories, is like, so... I know what some of you might be thinking, you know, should we give animals human rights? Is that what you want us to do? Is that what you're up there saying? And because uh, I thought of you whenever I thought of that question, because you kind of, you kind of loosely uh, said the same thing to me because we've had many a debate about this. And I looked, and I was like, no, that's fucking not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that shit at all. Like what I'm saying is I basically, I went into like, what I'm saying is these animals deserve a certain degree of, you know, standards of living and protection from humans and shit like that so living rights it's a living breathing creature yeah, yeah. i mean i don't care what you are you still deserve yeah i just don't think they should be on the same level as human beings but i mean we're all living animals right so but we're above them because of cognitive thought and i mean look at but we don't know how well, technically we don't know how much they think though we don't really know how much they, because they they have emotions too. Right, but we they are they we, are sent they are sentient. They have emotions. But we've developed a society. Like, look around. Look at the the skyscrapers that we've built. Bees have a society. Think they about do. they do. Think, think bees, honey bees, bees have they have a colony of bees. Okay, everybody likes to think about. Everybody always makes the argument like humans are so terrible because we build skyscrapers, we build cities, and everything like that. We destroy the environment. Well, bees build cities too. They build hives. That's a bee. That's a city. Essentially, so they they have they you know they they build societies too. If a colony of wolves bees, have a society, they have a pack. Wolves have a society. They have a pack that they stick with. You know, like a family pack that aren't necessarily blood related, but they stick with them. It's if a society. A colony of bees or a pack of wolves 
contract a, a, a communicable disease, they're going to die. They're dead. Human beings do that. We've been known to not necessarily, use not, science not in our favor. Not necessarily the bees. The bee, what bees will do, be, they will, or some insects, what they will do is if, like, for example, you know the fungus, you know, you ever heard of the zombie fungus thing? Yes, that thing? it takes ants over and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, with an ant colony, what they'll do is if they realize that an ant has that, has that fungus, they will drag the ant far away from the colony and kill it and leave it out there so that it does not infect the colony. They they have it. They have a sense of self reliance and a certain sense that something is wrong. We have to protect our own. They have that sense. They're we were able to uh, come up with immunizations and vaccinations to cure polio. Yeah, but we pox. we couldn't always do that. No, it took us time. Exactly. exactly. So you're saying it time's going to tell on the bees? Time's going to tell on the bees. <laughs> I love it. I I'm just saying, like it. you're 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 making you're, you're making arguments for like today. Today we can develop these things, but we've been alive for how many thousands and thousands of years? Like, fair enough. Like, what do you if so, if back in caveman times, if somebody contracted disease that might threaten they the rest dead, of the group, yeah. they would take the fucking billy club and bam, bash them on the back of the head and drag them outside. That's what they would do. So, you know, time will tell on these things. Whales have a method of communication. We hear the whale songs and we have a basic understanding that they are communicating with other whales. Star Trek The Voyage Home? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they're intelligent. Dolphins are intelligent. They have a sense. They're almost like humans. They they rape too. They're almost like humans. (laughs) The Kevin Spacey of fish. (laughs) The, The Matt Lauer of aquatic mammals. I heard about that. That depressed me a little bit. Are you a Matt Lauer fan? I, I, I'm not a fan, but I liked him. He was a, I thought he was a good guy. Wrong, <laughs> He was not, not a good guy. My grandmother was talking about that because we were watching. Um, my grandmother likes to watch a lot of comedies, and so I was like, "Let me find a show that's not Moms, and let's watch it because she likes that show, that Anna Faris sitcom. I hate that show. It's so bad. It's horrible. But anyway, um, oh, and the the. Lady from the West Wings in it too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's a bad show. It's a fucking horrible show. Um, Never saw it. Yeah, it's not great. Um, it's what sitcoms are, are sitcoms are today, and that's not great. Um, so I was watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is actually a good, funny show. I like that show a lot. And Matt Lauer was interviewing um, the main character. They call them the Mole Women at the beginning of uh, the first episode, and my grandmother brought that up. She's like. Oh yeah, so and so like said that you know she was sexually harassed by him, and uh, I guess this person like was replaced replaced Matt Lauer or some shit like that. And she was like, the way it's my grandma was like that sucks, but the way it sounds like to me just from hearing it, it sounds like that was almost like a conspiracy setup. Like she wanted like a better position, so she made up a story about him so that she could get him fired and then take over his position. Well, your grandmother would be wrong. Is there because proof? he admitted it. He admitted it? Yeah, he didn't deny he did. it. He came out and put a release out there and said that he's done some things that he regrets and he's apologized to the people he's wronged. And he didn't did come he, out and he deny did, it. Did like, he admit that he said he sexually harassed his No, he didn't, he didn't give specifics. Nothing was given in specifics. But he didn't come out and deny either. But he, he didn't admit. He did, then he didn't admit. He admitted to wrongdoing. He admit, but he everybody, everybody's wrongdoing. done wrongdoing in their life. But that's Adam, a that's a bullshit these, argument. Like, Adam, under unless these circumstances, you you have to admit. Well, here's the thing. 
here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, I absolutely 100% not de- defending any of the bullshit. Kevin Spacey's a scumbag. Uh, what's his I name? I love House uh, of Cards. I'm very I love sad House of Cards, but the, yeah, it's very sad. What's his name? Harvey Weinstein is a oh, fucking scumbag. scumbag. But Bill O'Reilly. Bill just, O'Reilly. The, the, the fucking list goes horrible, on and horrible, on, man. horrible. And I do not doubt that these things do not happen, but you also can't imagine that there are situations where somebody could make up a story about somebody and Matt Lauer did not admit to doing anything. He just admit that there were wrongdoings in his life and he regrets some things he done. We all have those things. Maybe what it, it, I'm not saying he's doing it. I'm just taking the devil's advocate side of it. Maybe he's just saying he's thinking to himself, there's no way the public is going to be on my side for this, even if I deny it. They're not going to be on my side. There's absolutely no way that's going to happen. Let me try to take the gallant way out and say, I admit that there are wrongdoings in my life and try to uh, recover my life as best as I can. It could be that, too. I doubt because, it. Because think about it like this. If you're on trial for murder and you, you release a official, an official statement that's going out there to every press, every news agency, you're suspected of murdering somebody and you release a statement apologizing for the wrongs that you've committed. You're referring to the pack of bubble gum that you stole from the Circle K in third grade. But the, the, it's fucking irrelevant. But this is, but this is you're, different. You're, this is this is not different. You the reason not, why the, the listen, I'm like I said, I'm only playing Desert Island. The only reason why I say it's different is because this is show business. It's show business. It's, it's, that's what it is. So therefore like people are automatically going to go on the side of the of the person who says they were a victim and they're like i said there's obviously wrongdoings but i'm what i'm trying to say is there's no proof that there isn't what i the scenario that is mentioned that does not go on he did not admit to saying that he did these things he just admitted like i said he absolutely could have been a scumbag i absolutely could believe as much as I liked him before, that he could be a scumbag, the same way Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, all these people. I'm just saying, a smart way of doing this would be, you are a white guy, you are not winning the argument whether you're innocent or not. You are not winning it whether you are guilty or not. So, the way, the smart thing to do is to bow out with as much humbleism as you can. Okay, so let me... I. I want to read it his statement exactly and yes yes okay matt lauer expressed sorrow and regret for the pain i have caused some of what is being said about me is untrue or mischaracterized but there is enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed i regret that my shame is now shared by the people I cherish dearly. There are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain I have caused others by my actions. To the people I have hurt, I am truly sorry. As I am writing this, I realize the depths of the damage and disappointment I have left behind me at home and at NBC. That's about it. Okay, from what it sounds like there... From what it sounds like there, um, he fucking did it. It sounds to me like he's what, guilty of what it sounds like there is. There was something that happened, and maybe at the time he did not think it was a big deal, but now he looks back on it and sees that it is a big deal from what had happened, and he regrets what he did. It's kind of like it sounds like it sounds like one of those kind of statements where it's like, 
And I've had this argument before, and you completely you completely refute this argument as being a valid thing. But it sounds like one of those kind of things where I'm not going to say this happened, but an, an example is if you are a guy and you come across a drunk woman who had not is not coherent, and you have sex with her, that is technically rape because yes. she is not consenting. Correct. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. However, there is the scenario where you are a guy and you are blackout drunk. And then there is a woman and she is blackout drunk and you don't know what each other is saying and you don't know what decisions you're making and you both wake up in the bed with each other, not remembering a thing. But as a guy, you raped her despite the fact that you were both blackout drunk and you both could not make coherent decisions. That is the way it goes down. And I believe there's a situation that that probably could occur. But but here's what I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying is that would be considered a situation where you made a bad choice at a time, but you didn't know it was a bad choice at the time, so you regret it. You don't know that it's a bad choice to get blackout drunk and wake up with a complete stranger in a bed? Of course you realize that's a bad choice. Not when you're young. When you're young, you do dumb shit. You do dumb shit that doesn't make it a bad, a, not a bad choice. Yes, and it's yes. It's still absolutely a bad choice. Nobody said it's not a bad choice. You just did. You said you didn't realize at the time that it's a bad choice. You didn't choice. realize at the time it's a bad choice, but it is still a bad choice and you regret it later in life. I have done things in my life that I regret later on because I'm mature and I understand that, you know... I did stuff you can, as a you kid can, that you can, I absolutely you, knew at the time that can, was a bad choice and I still did it. You can hit on a woman right now and it'd be considered sexual harassment. Because, like, for example, catcalling. For example, construction mm-hmm. worker catcalling. That can be considered sexual harassment, it is. too. It is sexual right? harassment. But, like, for example, you could hit on a woman. You think you you like a woman. You think she's beautiful. You want to go up to her. You want to hit on her and stuff like that. You And that can be... And if you know what? If the woman finds it uncomfortable, she can call you out for being sexually harassed. Unwanted advances are sexual but harassment. But you don't know they're unwanted if you don't try. For example, like, You need for, to be able to read the room. You need to be able to read the room. If a guy if a guy sees a woman that's beautiful that you've never talked to before and the guy goes up to her and makes an advance and her, not like pushing up against her, not trying to force herself, but trying to flirt with her a little bit the way flirting is, a woman can say that that is sexual harassment and the guy will be fired. And chances are a woman wouldn't do that. If, if I've heard lots of stories where that happens. Chances are, and that's wrong because if you're at a bar and... and Guys suck, dude. They they don't know. Oh, men they, suck. I'm a man. I, they don't I know suck. how to I say suck. no. Like from from the the vast, I'm not, I'm not like the t- vast, the vast majority of these experiences is a guy going up and hitting on a girl, asking to buy a girl a drink, just flirting with a girl, and she'll say no or whatever. She'll be upfront with him, and if the guy says completely understand turns around and walks away right then, then there's no problem. But it's when the man continuously, and, and that's what happens. Men think they're God's and I'm not gift den- to and women. I'm not, and I'm not denying that. I fully recognize that there are horrible men. There are Men are fucking terrible. Men are just the worst things of the world. And I somewhat agree with my mother sometimes whenever she says a woman should run the world because it would be a better place. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Because men, 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 men are horrible. Men are terrible <laughs> people. I'm just saying... There, there is a pitchfork and torch-bearing mob when it comes to these kind of when it comes to these kind of things. I'm just saying, if there's no proof, we can't immediately take the victim side. We can consider it, we can investigate it, we can see what's going on. But there, while most of the cases are true, most 
like 80% to 90% of these cases are true. There are those 10% cases where it's a false flag, uh, uh, complaint. It's not actually true. The man was not trying to sexually harass a person. The man was not trying so to advance. you're not going to believe women? You're not going to believe the victims? Is there is is there proof? I'm inclined to believe the what, victims, but is there, there any is proof? What if there is no proof? What if there is no proof? What if you can't prove it? What if it's her words against his? You're then not going to believe him? I'm going to believe her as much as I believe him. Because there's no proof. See, I'm going to believe you, the woman. You I'm can't. You can't. Woman. But you. But there's no proof. You can't just there, take. We can't find proof. That doesn't make it. Didn't. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But it doesn't mean it did happen. No, but we got it. We got to handle these. As much as women you, are treated so poorly in this country, and I'm. But I'm agreeing so with you. Poorly. But what I'm telling you is that there are things like this. For if you basically here's the way the world works. This is the way the my mind works. If you think it can't happen, it does happen. Okay. I think that it can happen where a woman will make up a story or think that something happened that didn't happen where uh, uh, during a situation. I think that is few and far between. I think that's maybe like a 1% case that happens. But what I'm saying is it can happen. I'm not defending the people that are the aggressors. I'm not defending these dirtbags, these Harvey Weins, these these people that sexually harass these women it's fucking horrible it's terrible but i what i'm saying is what i'm saying is that there's just as much of an argument about on the other side there's just as much of an argument where if a guy gets blackout drunk and a woman gets blackout drunk the guy is not automatically the aggressor because they are both not coherent to make a mutual decision they're both not aware of their actions at the time they both do not remember it for all we know the woman could have been pressing him being drunk or whatever, and he was like, all right, let's fucking do this, because what guy's gonna not, what guy's gonna turn down an offer like that? And then they wake up the next day, they both don't remember what happened, the woman assumes that she, he, he forced himself on her. I'm just saying these situations do happen, so we can't just immediately obviously take the one side, we have to think about it, we have to take these situations and consider them. We can't just form a torch-bearing pitchfork mob the immediate time it happens. We have to do it. Is it an isolated incident? Is it an isolated... Is it you get blackout drunk at a party, wake up with a girl because you were both blackout <laughs> drunk? Is that the only time it happened? Or... Uh, here, how about this? Do you think Bill Cosby's in it? Because Bill Cosby adamantly denies doing anything. I don't believe he's innocent because there are people... 72 women, Adam, I, have I said, come out. I said I don't believe he's innocent because not only... Are were there, there 72 not only women there, lying? Not only were there women that came out that said that they were the uh, victims, there are other people that have come to... Uh, uh, that were not victims that have corroborated his story, their stories. I would be... I see what you're getting at. And I would be more willing to believe the guy if it was an isolated incident. If they maybe made a mistake when they were young and... But is it, Matt Lauer it, it, an isolated incident? No. How many? I. I. How many women have dozens, come out? dozens, at at NBC. Okay. One was caught on camera of him making a comment. I don't know if it was Savannah Guthrie or Kathy Lee. Somebody made the comment. She like it was. It was a hot mic in between sets when they were filming, and she bent over, and he goes, "Oh, you should stay in that position. I can see down your shirt." Real scumbag thing to say to a coworker. That's, okay, that's. That's sexual harassment, it's, Adam. It's That's it's, sexual it is, harassment. It is absolutely sexual, but it's also funny. It's not funny to the woman. It's not funny 
to be degraded like that by that man. I've heard Harvey, I've heard worse jokes in the workplace before, and then women going back and forth with guys. And you I've work heard, in a real shitty place with a whole bunch of shitty people. Not that job, other jobs. I've worked other jobs. <laughs> the it. mutual job that we've worked at, I've heard those back and forth, like you know, a guy saying that and the girl flirting back with him because they thought it was funny, and like you know, back and forth like that. I've heard those same and we things work before. With a lot of shitty people there too. I'm just saying, it is a is not a good thing to do. Just be respectful. Just don't fucking sexually harass people. It's not that difficult. I do, but I don't believe that comment was necessarily like a sexual harassment. I think that was just a guy oh, making a so comment is. about a woman. I don't. It so is. What? What? Looking at your did shirts. He, did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? You mean to tell me, Scotty Malanke, sitting across from me, that if a woman, that if a woman in a low cut blouse bends over in front of you, there's no part of your mind that glances down real quick. There's no part of you. you. As a man, you're telling me that does not happen. Would I make a comment like that? No, 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 no. Have that's I ever I, made a comment? That's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. You tell me, you tell me that it never happened that you didn't I'm not like. saying he's because sexually look, harassing because, because he looked. A, but a I'm look sexually can be, harassing about what he said. A look can be considered sexual harassment. I've taken a test on this. A look can be considered. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're a guy and you glance down on the, uh, down the cleavage of a woman that bent over, like even for a second, that can be considered sexual harassment. Yeah, but harassment. if you're staring Google eyes and licking your lips while you're staring at her, that's obviously Was he blatant. doing that? No, he wasn't. Okay. But the comment he made is sexual harassment. Have I looked? Sure. I'd be lying if I said no in my life. <coughs> but I've never made a comment like that. I don't I don't I don't see that comment as him being like an overpowering man telling a woman, I want to see your boobs. I want to see you chest bared. I think of it as just some dude with some girl and he's like he makes like a dumb he makes like a dumb frat boy joke like to her and like thinking that he was gonna get a laugh. Being at a frat party is not the same as being at your job. But the cameras weren't rolling at the time. You it was know, a hot mic. It was the cameras were rolling. But, yes. but it's not going to be on the air. It wasn't on the air. It no. was, that's why it's not going to be on the air. There's, so what? That doesn't. That, that makes it worse. <laughs> You're doing it so you do it behind closed doors. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying. What I'm saying is when the when the cameras are off. All right. We we've, we've all seen. You know, videos of people like in sitcoms on cable TV that when the cameras are off, they're throwing out f bombs and they swear and stuff like that because it's not stuff they can say on the on the air. What I'm saying is, I don't take that as him technically being sexually harassing. I take that as him being a guy and making a dumb joke to a good-looking girl. That's it's, what he is. He's okay. he wasn't he wasn't forcing himself on her. He wasn't saying like he he wasn't saying like oh you need to come back to my room and stuff like that. Doing this, he was not doing. He was not forcing himself on this woman he made a dumb guy joke because i what think he did. you need to retake that sexual harassment course you were talking about because that I fucking doesn't passed it good well you need to do it again you need to brush up because what you're saying is sexual harassment it, yes it, and, and, and guys there's so much more than the, that and the guys making law, that comment is absolutely absolutely the law it is actually absolutely sexual yes. harassment what i'm but what i'm saying is that I don't think he was trying to be sexually harassing. I think he was just some guy making a dumb joke. You're, you're, you're That's why he apologized for it later. That's why he apologized all for it. All but admitting for it. In the in the statement I just read verbatim on here, he's all he but He said, I did a lot of dumb things, and this is one of those dumb things. Stop I, we've defending all, scumbags, I'm not Adam. defending him. I'm just, te- 
telling defending you, them I'm right just, here on the show. You're defending these assholes. I can't believe it. I'm just telling you, you can't tell me that that's not just some dumb joke that some dude made. I'm telling you that right now. It's not just some dumb joke. It's because we've sexual heard, harassment I've is heard, what it is heard, in the workplace. I've heard many I've heard many times where the, uh, shit like that has been said and it's been back and forth and everything like that. And there's been no rape, no sexual harassment, none of that shit. The guy has not forced himself on some woman because they made some dope joke. It's just a dumb joke. Because it's a dumb of, guy joke. Because a woman doesn't take offense to it and report it or turn it in does not make it any less of sexual harassment. So what you're did t- she did she confront him afterward? Did she say in the video like uh, don't talk to me like that, don't say that about me, things like that? Did that, she say something like that? I don't know that because did she say something like that because he's saying Matt Lauer it. seems like the kind of guy where it's like if uh, I'm making an assumption here, but he seems like the kind of guy where if she said something like they'd be like, oh, sorry about that. Because that, because that, do you, that, know, him? Do you, because, do you know him personally? Because, because that was part of the <laughs> that was part of the discrimination and sexual harassment thing of the test. Whenever some guy makes one dumb joke, it was part of the test. Some guy makes one dumb joke, and the dude confront and the person confronts him, be like, "Yeah, I don't appreciate that joke." And the dude's like, "Oh, well, sorry, I was just making a dumb joke. Like it was just me and a guy." That was part of the that was part of the OSHA the the, guy, the OSHA sexual harassment test was was saying like, "Oh, I made some excuse. being I made some stupid joke. It was a dumb joke." It was me being a the, dumb person oh, making a dumb joke. boys will be boys excuse. That's the classic boys will be boys locker room talk. No, that is not an excusable. That is that is horrible. I'm a man. I, I've never done anything like that. I've never said anything like that. You are a man who went up. You went up to somebody, I and I was standing right there. We worked with this person. You said, how do you like, how do you feel about guy on guy oral sex? You said I did that not to a say person. It. I was with the person who said it. I was standing next you, to the person you, who said no, it. No, no, it was you because I had to laugh about it. I mean, I talk about it all the time. You said that to somebody. You said that to somebody. You said, how do you feel about guy-on-guy oral sex? You uh-huh. said that. You said that the, those words came out of your mouth in a workplace. I don't remember saying those words. I don't remember saying those words. I will words. edit this name out. You said the first time you met him. I, I was training him, and you introduced you. Inter- I introduced you. It's like, cool said guy. it to you. Yes, he... He, to you. Yeah. I'm standing right next no, no, to you. No, 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 wasn't working with what I'm saying is I, I was training at like laser that. rock. I was walking past. I was like, oh, hey, this is new guy. This Scott, he's a great guy. And the first thing you said, when you should, how do you feel about guy and guy oral sex? <laughs> that was the first thing you said to him. The first thing you said to him. I, I remember to this day, I've talked about it with you and you have corroborated the story. You said, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. You have done that. And that was, it was a dumb guy joke. That I don't remember saying that. I don't. I remember somebody else saying that and me laughing about it, which was probably the individual. I don't want these I'm, names I'm, to be said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bleep. I'm, I'm going to edit out the names. The individual that you mentioned did not work there at the time when this other individual, because I was not training anybody at the time when this other individual was still there. I was still a fresh blood when this first individual was still there, and then he quit there. Because I. Because here's the thing. I don't remember this person. I remember the dumb gay jokes, like the dumb, the dumb, stupid gay jokes. Uh, you know what? And here's the thing. You know what? He he was gay com- jokes? he was coming on to me. How many times did this person, individual, come up behind me when I'm looking at the schedule and put his arms around me and make some you know get <laughs> random gay? He did do that. You're laughing about that. it. It he was a dumb. That. It was a dumb guy joke. But you're it was sexual. But was, you could have. You could have turned him into sexual harassment. But you're, for that. but you're, but you're laughing it's about sexual it. Sexual harassment. You're laughing about it though. You're laughing about it. I wasn't the one sexually harassed. But you, but you this comment could have turned him in. For you're, sexual but you're harassment. laughing about it. You're laughing about it. 
You're saying it's funny. You're laughing about it. I'm not saying You were not part of this Matt Lauer thing, but you're saying it's a horrible, horrible thing to say, even if it was an offhand joke, but you're not also part of this other individual. I'm not taking it as a joke. I take that... I mean, it's but not what I'm funny. talking, but I'm, it's not but, funny. but to take, but to take your, but to take your argument, you say I was not involved in it, so therefore, you know, I don't take fault in it. So blah blah. You thought it was funny. You laugh about it. You just laughed about it on the show. That is it funny? Yes. Is it sexual harassment? Yes. It still is sexual harassment. <laughs> if you wanted to, you could have caused a stink about it. You chose not to. Does that not make it sexual harassment? No, it absolutely is sexual harassment. But I'm also telling you, yes, you were also a perpetrator of one of those jokes. You I can't 100%. This is the I cannot one, confirm or deny that. I don't, this is I don't the one that. time you cannot confirm. Any other time I talk about it, you're like, I remember that. That was fucking hilarious. It's the one recall. fucking time. I don't recall. And I'm not saying I wouldn't because um, we were very young. Denial, denial, denial. The 3Ds of the presidency. Denial, denial, denial. You gotta, oh, do, you, oh, you don't have to, you dare. You have Speaking to deny sexual it. sexual harassment. Speak, how about... The president of the United States is sexually is absolutely is. We we have he's sitting in the White House. Video confirmation of it, so that apparently that means sexual harassment doesn't matter in this country. Sexual harassment doesn't matter in this country. Hey, beer of the show. Before Adam, we went off on a hard tangent. Don't starts defending more sexual predators. Don't you dare blame me for anything. Don't you dare. Actual IPA. (laughs) This is a common IPA by the Trogues Independent Brewing Company. Um, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg area. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. I know you're not a big IPA guy. I, you know what? I like it. I, I do like it. Oh, it's yeah? A, it's a good beer. I, I enjoy ahead. it. Go first, then. It's a, it's a good beer. Uh, color, very, very light amber color that it has to it. Um, you can definitely taste some of the hops. It's not a very intense, strong hop. And if it was, I probably wouldn't like it as much. But it's a lighter hops flavor, I guess you would say. Uh, I enjoy it. I recommend it. Definitely recommend it. It's a good beer. It is. It's one of my favorites. I enjoy it. Uh, it's not too bitter. Not too bitter, so that's probably why you like it. I've had some some double IPAs that'll put hair on your chest. Yeah. But this one right here is uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm give it a four point two five and I strongly recommend. That's the perpetual India pale ale. It is an imperial pale ale. Excuse me. It says IPA, but it's imperial pale ale. That's the difference. And it's from the Trogues Brewing Company. Agree to disagree to disagree to disagree, I guess. Let's move on to another topic. This is a topic that you and I both feel is extremely important. And I don't think I don't think a lot of people know about it. Like my mother didn't know about this before I brought it up a few days ago, and I think a lot of people either don't know about it or are misrepresentative to what the uh, problem is at hand. And I'm talking about net neutrality. Okay, this is something that you and I agree on. The yes. last thing we disagree. This one, we're on the same page. We're on the same so, page. So yes. Go to ahead. start it off, any and this is this is a real thing. Anybody who has heard that net neutrality is a bad thing and that net neutrality is right now designed to limit the internet you have been fed misinformation that is the exact opposite of what it is there's a lot of people that think net neutrality is designed to is a thing that's designed to you know limit the internet and you know limit free speech no that's the exact opposite you have been told wrong <coughs> for those of you that don't know what net neutrality is it's basically the freedom of the internet it's the wild west of the internet it's basically the, the idea that nobody can govern the internet nobody can say 
none of your cable or internet providers can say you you can't watch this unless you pay extra. It's basically the idea of if they repealed net neutrality, it'd be like cable now, where it's like you get the basic internet package, but if you want some of these advanced websites like YouTube or you know uh, fucking Hulu or Netflix or something like that, you gotta pay you an extra five. Give us extra five five bones, extra five dollars. Or you know if you want to get you know these sites, give us an extra five dollars. It's basically um, Verizon, Comcast, Time Warner. AT&T and um, Spectrum Spectrum they have they for the past couple of years they've they've come together and they've been fighting to try to get rid of net neutrality <coughs> it's the big companies yes. the big cable companies the big cell providers the yeah, and it's also they can make more money. This is basically right. what it comes out. So right. they they can charge extra for internet, so you can get the premium package. Because without net neutrality, they would have the power to slow down your internet for certain sites. Like, for example, if let's assume Time Warner is a very conservative company with a conservative leader, um, if Facebook, for example, is spouting a lot of liberal media or CNN is spouting a lot of liberal media, they could slow down your internet access to them but speed it up for, say, Fox News, because they would have that power. It's basically hampering freedom of speech and getting... It's it's like we're Jack Sparrow, and the companies are the... what the East West, India, the East trading, India company. trading Company. That's what they are. That's or what's Pirates going of on. Pirates Caribbean talk from yes. last week. Yeah. Imagine something like this, <coughs> because uh, I'm in the private sector. Family owns a small business. We have a website that promotes our small business. Can you imagine people, prospective customers and clients that we're trying to market to not being able to access our websites because they haven't paid the extra money? Not even that. Or or maybe we as a business have to pay exactly. to make our sites the basic, I'm using air quotes, site. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's rotten. That's terrible. Well, think of it as another way. You are listening to this podcast right now. Okay. Right. What if what happens when net neutrality gets disappears? SoundCloud, the primary hub for our podcast, gets gets put on the uh, get put on the uh, expert or the uh, uh, the special subscription, advanced, whatever, the advanced, you want to call whatever, it. whatever, right. whatever you want to call it, it gets put on the advanced. Mm-hmm. You can't access our podcast if you don't have that subscri- subscription. In a roundabout way, if net neutrality goes away. That could be the end of For Your Distraction. It could, yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't even be able to upload it because I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna pay for extra websites. Like if they if net neutrality goes away and you get the basic internet package, I will not pay for YouTube despite the fact I watch tons of YouTube videos. I don't think I'll even pay extra for Netflix or Hulu, which that could be a thing. If you oh have a Netflix subscription or a Hulu subscription, you might have to pay extra. For that, because the, your your internet provider might decide that it doesn't matter. It is the end of freedom. It is it is the beginning of monopolies. Is what it is. So I know you guys. You don't. You're not a cable guy, but here at my house, we have cable. Uh, Spectrum is a, used to be Adelphia. Then it was Time Warner. Now it's Spectrum. As our as our cable company, and it's expensive. It's yeah. not cheap. Yeah. And we have to pick and choose. And we don't have the basic package. We have the, the premium, which is like the one up, because both my daughters watch a lot of cartoons. And there's like the kids' channels. Like 
<coughs> like the Disney Junior and the Nick Junior. Like with the basic package, you get the Disney Channel, you get Nickelodeon, but you don't get Disney Junior and Nick Junior. You know the ones that play cartoons all the time. Yeah. You know Disney Channel, they'll play cartoons in the morning and they'll play cartoons on Saturdays. But like in the evening, around lunch, around dinner time, you know, I want to put on a cartoon for my child to watch, and. Freaking that's so Raven or Hannah Montana or a, t- a tweener show is on. They're not interested in that. So I flipped to Disney <coughs> Junior. We have to pay extra to have those channels. And it's worth it for us to pay extra because we watch them all the time. And we don't pay for like HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, Stars. But if we wanted to, we would have to be the next one up. The the yeah, plus premium, the premium, the premium plus. Yeah. And that's just not something we, we decided not to do. So we don't do that. That's going to be the way of the internet. There's going to be certain websites on the basic, certain on the premium, certain on the plus, certain on the... It, for it, those it you, sucks. For it those sucks. of you that don't have kids, think of it this way. Think of it as somebody who doesn't have kids. What runs the internet? What is the biggest reason for people to go on the internet? It's porno. Thank you very much. I was going to go for there. Porno. All right. Imagine a world like this where you getting a little, you get, you get, you get a little nudge in you. You, you wanna, you wanna uh, rub one out. You know, you, 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 if you're in a relationship, your girlfriend or your wife is not there. You know, you gotta take care of your own. You gotta take care of your own. All right. You go to one of these websites. Guess what? When you go to the website, your internet provider shows uh, posts up on the website. You do not have access to this website. You need the premium package for those website. That's right. I guarantee the the porn. Every innovation that exists is fronted by sex, porno. The internet is only as big as it is now because people were able to put porn on the web on, on the web pages. That's how it grew. So obviously, porno is going to be on the super advanced first class premium package where you're going to have to pay, you know, if you pay, let's say, $20, $30 a month for internet. Right now, depending on where you are, you might have to pay an extra $50 a month just for the ability to access Pornhub or any of those other great, great sites that are doing the Lord's work. It's like it's like the uh, the scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where uh, Jason and <laughs> Ben Affleck, and he goes, what the fuck is the internet? And he goes, the internet is a communication tool used in the world Use the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's exactly like who that nails is the it. internet. Nails it. That's the internet. We bitch about things and we share porno. Put it this way: <laughs> if the story about Disney Channel didn't scare you, the porn should scare you. The the non-access to these these wonderful wonderful websites should freak you out. I want my Disney Channel cartoons and I want my porn and I want my Pornhub. <laughs> I need my Pornhub, not God damn it. No, um, no, but it's it's seriously like it's basically censorship at its finest. For the longest time, the internet has been the Wild West. It has been where you can say what you want to say when you want to say it because it's what it is. It's the internet. It's not cable TV. It's not run by the FCC. It doesn't matter. I hate to say this, but the government has to get involved. Well, we need that. We need to. Call our Congress people, our congressmen and women. We need to get a hold of them. We need to send them emails. We need to send them letters. Call them. Leave messages. Say no to net. Get rid of net neutrality. We want it. We want net neutrality. That is the good thing. 
Unfortunately, our so-called orange turd of a president that's sitting in our Oval Office uh, supports doing away with net neutrality. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not entirely up to him. Like you said, he's yeah. going to have to pass Congress. So your representatives, <clears throat> your senators, call them, write them, tell them that you don't support it. If you if you want to join a fight uh, for net neutrality, there is a website you can go to that gives you all the information about it. They are petitioning. They are putting together. They're trying to do what they can to stop it and inform people and to stop net, uh, the end of net tr- neutrality. That is battleforthenet.com. Battleforthenet.com. Head over there. They have tons of information they have tons of ways you can protest they have tons of way ways you can act uh call your congressperson they you can contact your people that are in your state there's a whole list of fucking congress people right here i'm looking at right here smucker thompson schuster brady all kinds of other people right here you can contact all these people but you want to contact the people that are in your area that is one thing that was made present to me about somebody that I listed recently make sure you don't contact people in other states because they're not going to care about you because they don't you don't vote for them contact the people that are in your area you tell them if you say no to net neutrality i'm not going to vote for you you say yes to having net neutrality you agree to keeping net neutrality there's protests coming up adam do you want to go to one where at? I'm looking. I'll go to this protest. <laughs> as far as where we are, I'm sure it's a drive. There's one in Cranberry. Really? That's not. not that that's not the far away. No. It's when protest outside the Verizon store. It's Thursday, December seventh at four p.m. at the Cranberry Verizon. What day of the week is that? That is Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. 3 p.m.? 4. 4? You got work? I can make time. Right. I could take some... I, you know what? That's a good use of my vacation time. Take a look. Take a couple hours, get off work early, and head over there. I'd, I'd do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you commit to doing this, yeah. I will commit to doing this too, because I will not go to a protest by myself. I gotta check my work schedule that day. I'll get back to you. You, but... you, you got to have a buddy when you go to these protests, because what happens if the police show up... Things get rowdy, you know, you get separated from somebody. you got to have somebody to bail you out, so. You know, I've told you this before on the show. I'm a member of a protesting trope, if you will, where <laughs> I guess we kind of, we, we're kind of into it. So I could contact some peeps. And maybe get, get a, a hold of people. Do get it, a whole man. Gaggle. Get a whole gaggle. This is us. the one time where your superpowers are used for good. Can we wear pink pussy hats? Whatever you want to <laughs> wear that's not offensive, I guess. I want to wear a pink pussy hat. Because I'll wear one. The sure, last time I went to a protest, everybody had pink pussy hats, and I didn't have one. What is this? What is this uh, Facebook group you have added me on to recently? That's it's, my group. Is that, is that the group? Yeah. yeah, you added me on to, and I get a lot of notifications from one person uh, specifically. It's like one person that posts like every single day. She's like the leader of it. Is well, she? The, the group has been going for a long time, but they just recently started a uh, Facebook group, and I joined you onto it. Um, those, those of you listening, it's called Indivisible Mercer County. You can search for them, join the group, feel free. Uh, we just do a lot of educational things, protesting, demonstrations. Um, they do it all the time. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to do it all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but if it, it, this is one I'll, I'll send their way and they might, uh, yeah, yeah, might be good. It, it, it is. Of all the things, let's be honest, okay? Do we want to be... Let's put it to you this way, America. 
do you want to be like North Korea? Do you want to be like China? No, we want to be Americans. And as Americans, we want our free internet. That is the way we need to go. Please believe that. Believe that. So, Scott, from one controversial subject to another, oh, to another. Yeah. Steve Martin is uh is is in the hot seat at the moment. Oh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yes, he's in the hot seat at the moment. It, pull the veil back. We watched a video earlier, but uh, there is a skit that he did years and years ago for SNL called the King Tut. King Tut. So it's one of my favorites of all time. It is. We did just watch the video before we started the show, but we mainly we were both familiar with it. We mainly just wanted to watch it because we love it and we haven't seen I it. Know, in a long I, time. Saying, I might I might just play it right now and just put my phone up to the thing and just let you listen to it. I'm thinking about it. It's only like three minutes long. Fuck it. Yeah, alright, here's here's the deal. Here's King Tut. Listen to it and we will talk about it in a second. I'd like to talk seriously just for a moment. <laughs> One of the great art exhibits ever to tour the United States is the Treasures of Tutankhamun, or King Tut. But I think it's a national disgrace the way we have commercialized it with trinkets and toys, t-shirts and posters. And about three months ago, I was up in the woods and I wrote a song. I tried to use the ancient modalities and melodies. We'd like to do it for you right now. Maybe we can all learn something. That was the song. If you have never heard 
of that sketch before if you've never seen it. Listening to it alone does not do it justice because Steve Martin's mannerisms, what he does during the song, his dancing, it, it definitely sells it a lot. Um, the reason why we're bringing this up, though, is because there is a protest group of students in uh, a liberal college in Oregon that are members of a protest group called Reedies Against Racism. I don't know what that means, but whatever. I don't know what Reedies stands for, but... Somebody who reads the Reedies? It's not R-E-A-D, so oh. it's R-E-E-D. So I don't know what it means, but <clears throat> they were in... It's a liberal arts college, so they were in a humanities course. Okay. And this video was played for them so they can, you know, talk about... Uh, you know, have an open discussion about, you know, you know, how funny it was, what, what does it mean? You know, you know, like what, what is it for humanity? And when they saw this sketch, they were outraged about it. The, these liberal students, uh, well, basically uh, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. They were liberal students at it, what I'm okay. You're, you're right. What, what I mean to say when I say liberal students, they were at a liberal arts college. Yeah, but that's a lot of schools. Westminster is a lot a of liberal school. It's a lot school. of schools. Yes, I know. I'm just, I'm, it's what I'm saying. Okay. It, it was meant to mean something else. And you're right. I miss, okay. I miss, right. I mistermed it. Okay. Fine. They were students at a liberal arts college. Okay. And basically what was quoted from a member was, uh, basically what, not quoted, but basically <coughs> it's, they argued that they were outraged and said the sketch is a cultural equivalent of blackface because one of the side actors emerged from a sarcophagus with his face painted gold. It was quoted, that's like somebody, you know, making a song just littered with the N-word everywhere and the gold face like saxophone... Like every rap song ever? Yeah, and the gold face saxophone dancer leaving his tomb is an exhi uh, exhibition of blackface. They are outraged because Steve Martin is a white man and be and he is basically making fun of the Egyptian culture and this person that was painted gold, the saxophone solo that you heard, he came out, it was a saxophone player that came out of a sarcophagus in the back and he was painted all gold up to down and there was their version of saying, this is blackface, this is an outrage, like they're protesting this, this, this whole entire course. They don't think the humanities course is... Um, they, I guess they've been protesting it for a couple of years. They feel like this humanities course is more centered around white people, and it's you know, it's you know, trying to teach the you know the the white way of doing things, and there's not enough uh, out diversity culture, I guess you would say, into it. Despite the fact the teacher is an openly gay woman who is Hispanic. So, I have a friend who's Egyptian. He's not golden. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Egyptian people do not have gold skin. Like, they look Middle Eastern and tan <coughs> and, and such, but I think <coughs> he was he was painting gold because if you've ever seen the sarcophagus of King Tutankhamun, it's gold. Yeah. It's like made of pure fucking gold, <coughs> and he's got a gold face with a big long goatee on it, and that's what he was representing. That the sar Not the people... Not the color of their skin, but the sarcophagus. Well, this problem or this particular issue is indicative of a problem that is not widespread, but it is spread to some liberal colleges. And I don't mean liberal as in like the liberal media. What I mean is the college itself where it's like open speaking about certain things. 
Um, the, this particular course is designed to engage, quote, it, it, to engage in original, open-ended, critical inquiry. It's meant to be like a, you see this, and we discuss it as an open class. We discuss, like, what the effects of it was. We discuss, you know, was it funny or not? You know, we discuss, you know, what this sketch was about. What was C. Martin trying to say, if he was trying to say anything at all? And the reason why I say it's indicative of what is going on in some, my, a very minor amount of liberal colleges is college students today... In these in these particular small situations, feel like they should be handheld and they should not have to deal with any type of controversial topics. Which, if anybody knows anything about college, the idea of a college is meant to uh, take apart what you know and make you think about other things. It's not meant for you to be offended. It's not what it's meant for to be offended. It's meant for you to have an outside thought and, and I given to ideals that are outside your frame of reference and discuss these things. Out, yes, out of your comfort zone. That's what it's meant to be. It's meant you have conversations, not to complain about things, but this protest group has been doing that. And apparently this is not the first time this protest group has said some stuff like this. Apparently um, they protested the, uh, let me see if I can find the name. Uh, ben Shipero. Uh, you remember him? Do you know him? Name rings a bell. Refresh Name rings memory. a bell. I don't remember him either. I was oh. hoping you would do. I <clears throat> I think he was like a conservative speaker that was like talking about some bullshit or whatever. Like I remembered in like a negative light, but he was meant to come speak at uh, the university. I think it's of Wisconsin. And this group protested his speaking because they didn't like his ideas so he ended up not speaking. And this particular teacher said, and she was quoted in saying, the right, this Hispanic uh, homosexual teacher said, the right to free speak freely is not the same as the right to rob others of their voices. So the protest group is basically trying to protest, saying they don't want this person speaking because it inhibits our free speak. But what they're doing is they're inhibiting this other person's free speak. It's, it's, it's an example of what this particular protest group is all about so steve martin doing this sketch a funny sketch from the 70s that is actually not really all that offensive at all they're arguing it is offensive and it's it's the worst part of america and it's right up there with blackface and things like that um oh by the way i did forget to mention this it's not in this particular article but i did hear about this also this, they are fighting for having a day off from classes every single year because of this. I forgot to mention that, too. Okay, I... I you know me, Adam. The listeners I know, know me. I, know. I, am a, I am a pretty progressive, liberal, left-wing person. Yes. I fight for the rights of the marginalized people. I think people who do blackface is disgusting. I think people yeah, who... It's, it's uh, obviously it, racism, yes. This is nonsense. It is. This is completely overboard. It, it, it's, it's a lot for me to say that. I'm pretty bad. And this is just... It's funny. It's, it's First of all, it's Saturday Night Live. It's satire. 
It's meant to be a joke. Not to them. And not to these not to these uh handheld students that they're not being disrespectful to the Egyptian culture. If anything, if they were being disrespectful, it's disrespectful to the ancient Egyptian culture. That's not a thing anymore, Adam. Yeah. It hasn't been a thing for a really, really long time. Like Christ was walking the earth when well, the pharaohs and stuff were in charge in, in Egypt. Well, it's we we talk about it like it's funny, but it's actually a problem that's happening because this professor is talking about in this article, and she basically this uh, it's being said in this article that, and I've heard this many times before in other articles that professors are now afraid to say things in class because the idea before, if you remember when you went to school, and I remember this when I went to school before I went to the, the school that I'm going to now, not that it's any different for me personally but the idea of going to college was to challenge your ideas so that you can have discussions about things so you can uh adhere to different ideas of thinking and you can make your judgments based on that you didn't hear another idea of thinking that wasn't towards you and then immediately get up and say that's wrong you need to stop talking about that like we need to protest this right is would you agree with that yes or no i think so you think so yes and this is once again it's a minor problem in some in some in few schools, but some of these students are thinking we don't want to hear things that we don't like, things that we find offensive or whatever. We don't want to discuss it. So yeah. like these students are taking these protests, but they're putting them in the classrooms too, to the point where these professors are saying, We're afraid to challenge the status quo because we now these days it can end up on Fox News or something like that, or end up on CNN. You know, if we say something that might be controversial to try to, you know, get, gauge what the students are thinking. I watched a show a while ago, and are you from Ann Coulter, who is a uh, cons- conservative commentator. Yeah. She's on Fox News. She's on AM Talk Radio. She's on ultra right-wing nuts. I'm not a big fan of her at all. She was doing... Just like you said, Ben Shapiro was doing same same thing. She was doing a college lecture series, and she was scheduled to go to California Berkeley, which is arguably the most liberal school in the nation. And because she was coming there to speak, there was protests by a lot of the students that they didn't want her ha- hatred spewed, and and there was demonstrations that actually turned violent and. Because of that, the school canceled her speaking engagement. And she came on every radio show, every TV show, complaining about freedom of speech and this and that. And she was on one of the programs, and another talking head they brought on was uh, Robert Wright, who is a professor at Cal Berkeley. And he is a self-proclaimed socialist, uh, complete left-wing, progressive, liberal Democrat, and he came on there, complete opposite of Ian Coulter, and I respect him a lot, and what he said was basically, this is not right. What they did, what the students did was wrong. The students who are in my class, I tell them to respect a differing opinion and engage those people in intelligent conversation. Exactly. Listen to their point of view, give them your point of view, have a have an honest to goodness educational debates between the two of you and you might not be able to change either one's mind but you might be able to, to learn some things from one another 
And he goes, for these students to be up in arms and cause destruction and violence because they don't want somebody to come. He's like, that's not right. He's like, you don't have to agree with He's like, I don't agree with much you say. He's like, but you had every right to come here and do this. So he made the statement. The school then reached out to her and said, okay, yeah, you can come back. But then she canceled because she was, at this point, afraid, didn't want to get hurt. But I don't, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. For, I don't, I don't blame her for canceling. It, it was not right. He is 100% right. 100% right. You may not agree. The idea of going to college, this coming from an old person who went to college and is now going back to college, the idea of going to college is to have your ideas challenged. And so you can think like free-thinking people, not just th- not just adhere to the media that you agree with, but to hear other media that you don't agree with and challenge it with your own personal thoughts that might be right or might be wrong. If you protest somebody speaking, and there's a lot of debate about this too, where it's like if somebody is speaking hate speech, do they have the right to speak it? There's a lot of there's a lot of debate about it. And it's it's a, it's a very thin line of like whether or not that should be allowed or not. But I, for one, as much as I hate I hate Nazis and I hate Nazi speech and I hate white supremacist speech, as much as I hate those speeches. They have the right to say what they want to say because we live in America. This they is do. America. It's freedom of speech means it doesn't mean for people to speak what you like. It means for people to speak whatever the fuck they want to speak. That's what this and, country is. And if they go, if, if a school invites a speaker that you don't like to speak in an auditorium setting, you don't go there and you protest this person. You go there, you listen to what they have to say, and you challenge them with your ideas, what you think is right. That is what you're supposed to... That is the college mindset. Right. You're absolutely right. And I... I, Here's the the flip side of the coin on that, though, is the KKK, the (laughs) alt-right, the neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, they have every right in the United States of America to get the proper permits, to assemble, to protest, do what they need to do. But... That's when the counter protests have every right to be there yes. too. Yes. And that's when you get problems what happened at Charlottesville. That the, the alt right had every right to be protesting the Confederate monuments being taken down. They did. But then the the Black Lives Matter movement, the indivisible movement, the uh, the Occupy Wall Street, um the Antifa, they were all there on the other side of the fence and they had every right to be there. <laughs> And that's when it got violent. So, I, people people like to turn to violence, and they like to think that the aggressive way is the better way. But that's not the intelligent way. Is the better way. You hear somebody's thought, and you counter it with better thoughts. That is the way of the world. That's the way of the civilized man. That is what it is. We're not barbarians. We are civilized individuals. That's what we need to be like. All right. Well, let's give a shout out. To the beer of the show, which is the Perpetual IPA from the Trogues Independent Brewing Company in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'm a big fan of the Perpetual IPA. Um, This is a pretty common beer, so you should be able to find it somewhere at your, at least on the East Coast, eastern part of the United States. You should be able to find this in your local beer store. I guess here in Pennsylvania we have beer distributors, but other places you can go to grocery stores. So definitely give this a try. Um, 
Also, for those of you who would like to go on to Facebook, you can search for It's Indivisible Mercer County. That is the group that Adam and I are in. It was started by a bunch of friends of mine for protesting purposes. Feel free to join and, and add your two cents. Um, that's Indivisible Mercer County, Pennsylvania. You can search for it on there and join the group. Um, also, you can search for For Your Distraction on Facebook. You can like us on there. We post all kinds of great stuff, all links to our new shows. Um, also, as I mentioned at the opening of the show, I am looking for a home for Marley the Turtle. I mentioned on other programs how I had been turtle sitting for several months now. Marley the Turtle, who's been our unofficial, uh, I guess, mascot of Four Year Distraction. Um, Does not rape like dolphins. No, no. So Marley the Turtle uh, fell through with uh, his previous owners, and we are not able to keep Marley either. Um, comes with a beautiful tank and setup and lights. Uh, it's completely free to a yes, good home. Yes, that is the, the key word. Free. Completely tank, free. Lamp, sun lamp, everything free. So Marley the Turtle <coughs> is looking for a good home. If if you are interested, uh, send us an email for your distraction at gmail.com. Let us know. And um, yeah, that would, would you be great. like to give your personal email out in case anybody wants to get hold of you, or do you want to stick with the email for the show? We'll do the we'll do the for your distraction at gmail.com. I don't blame you. I was trying to trick you into giving your personal email out, but it didn't work. No, it didn't work. We'll we'll stick with the show's email. Hey Adam, why don't you let the listeners know how they can get a hold of For Your Distraction? If you want to get a hold of For Your Distraction, email us for distraction at gmail.com. We are on the best social media sites, Twitter and Facebook. Search for distraction at podcast FYD. We are on SoundCloud. Search for Distraction. Like us. Follow us. Comment on us. We are also on iTunes. Rate us on there and follow us on there. Comment on us. The only way we're going to grow is if you guys help us grow. Come on, guys. Rate us. Or at least until net neutrality is repealed. Then, yeah, until then. Then, 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 yeah. then goodbye forever, I guess is what you would say. Uh, we are also a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to B-R-E-E-L Network. Dot com that's b-r-e-e-l network.com or better way to do it is to head over to podbean p-o-d-b-e-a-n dot com podbean so you can get the podbean app on your your device right? yes you can get it on your device I, they have an app for it or you can go to the website search movie guys podcast that is movie guys podcast yes. that is our hub for all our shows on there we've got movie guys podcast obviously we have us for distraction hey i like the game a lot of really great shows on there head over there subscribe to them and you can get everything yeah uh, movie guys podcast is a great show i love there it are, there are sister one of the show. one of those got one of the guys in there has got a birthday coming up soon oh, so yeah, yeah. We'll have to get a couple of those guys on our show as guests. You've been on their show several times as a guest. Yes. we got to repay that. So definitely check out the uh, movieguyspodcast.com. They're kind of the unofficial regulators of the Be Real Network, and they're our sister show. So definitely give them a shout-out. Um, what did I say? December 7th? Did you already do a shout-out for the show? Throw the beer, the beer of the show. show. Yeah, I did the beer of the show, Adam. To pull the... Put, 
to pull the curtain back, I had to go take a whiz because beer <laughs> goes right through me. And I actually have a question about your bathroom for a second, Scott. Oh, here I we didn't go. notice that before because the curtain is usually closed on the shower. Why is your handle at an angle? That's weird. I don't know. That's weird because all shower all usually have those handles in the uh, shower to either hold on to if you're old or to hang your uh, washcloths on. Yours is at an angle. It's kind of weird. A little weird. Not gonna lie. I don't know, bro. I don't know. For those of you who are interested, Adam and I are going to be attending a protest outside of the Verizon store against the rollback of net neutrality. This will be on Thursday, December 7th at 4 p.m. This will be at the Cranberry Verizon store, which is 20436. I guess that's the store number. It's on Route 19 in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania. Zip code is 16066. For those of you who are in the area or would like to take the pilgrimage and you want to stand outside and protest the repeal of net neutrality with for your distraction, Adam and I, feel free to stop by. We will be at the Cranberry Verizon store December 7th at 4 p.m. We'll be saying we'll be holding the sign that says FYD says no to net neutrality. To no net neutrality. <laughs> yes. Good show, my friend. Good show. Great show. Even though lot you, of, you, like, of, you like of, to defend sexual predators, that's okay. Lot of con- okay. That's you putting once again putting words in my mouth. But there's a lot of controversial topics that we should be talking about in our colleges and our schools, so right. that people can have an open mind about these things, not just complain about them. Right. Until next time. He's Adam. And he's Scott. See ya.